0: Hey, everybody, it's Sean Russell, host of the SoFlow Vegans podcast and founder of the SoFlow Vegans community. So glad you can join us. We're rolling along with this podcast, having a great time, getting to meet some amazing people. And on this episode, we have Chris Moore, who is a fitness enthusiast, vegan, father, and he's with us. He joined us. Yay. And he's going to be talking to us about his transition into a vegan lifestyle. Give us some fitness tips and talk about his experience of the South Florida community. So, definitely check that out. And then later in the podcast, we have news, headlines from around the globe, and exciting news about things that are coming up here in South Florida. So, make sure you tune to that and keep checking us out. Help us spread the word, tell people about the podcast, leave a review. And you can get all that information on SoFloVegans.com slash podcast as far as the links. We appreciate your support. It helps us um, reach our mission of helping make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. So with that being said, let's go straight to the interview.
1: My name is Chris Moore. I am a vegan fitness enthusiast and activist. And you are tuned in to SoFlow Vegans.
2: All right, welcome to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. And in this conversation, I wanted to bring somebody on that could speak to transitioning into a plant-based lifestyle, transitioning to a vegan lifestyle, and looking at it from a nutritional. Um, even I would even go as far as to say, you know, bodybuilding. You know, wanting to tone your physique and and have that mindset. So I, you know, reached out or actually heard from Chris Moore, who we have on the podcast right now, who is doing a lot in that respect. And I wanted to bring you on to ask you a couple of questions for people who, you know, might have some concerns or might need additional information. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so
1: much for having me. I mean, I reached out to you because I saw what you were doing in the in the area, and I have a lot of love being from the South or Florida. And so, and as, of course, as a vegan, you know, anybody that's pushing the message in the area, I want to help get involved with. So I really like what you do. So thank you for having me on. I
2: really do appreciate that. So the cool thing, I think, um, about you in this conversation is that you've been vegan. Well, you've been off and on. But for about a year now. Is that correct? You've been on the living a full vegan lifestyle?
1: Yeah, I've been vegan for a little bit over a year since uh, the beginning of May 2017.
2: So what was that transition like for you? And, and this conversation is for anyone that might be listening that is, you know, might have just become vegan and wants to, you know, maintain their, uh, maintain their um, lifestyle that they had prior if they're active and in the gym and um, bodybuilding or just you know working out what was that transition like to you and what how can you share that with our audience yeah well i actually wasn't so much at that point when i
1: transitioned to, to being vegan i really wasn't into the gym or anything like that um at that time i had i hadn't worked out in at least i don't know 2 or 3 years um it just wasn't important to me at that moment um and then transitioning to vegan i i was becoming health conscious so i decided that um i was gonna cut out some of those things like i decided i was gonna go vegetarian first for like a month um and that was surprisingly easy Uh, but i kept telling myself like there's no way i'll be able to give up uh the eggs and the cheese cheese was the big one for me um but i watched a couple of documentaries like, um, what the health of course, and like, uh, earthlings might help things like that. Those documentaries really helped me like concrete my beliefs and the reasons why, you know, I wanted to go vegan. Um, like learning about the health aspects for me really made it like, why else would I want to do it? So, but my first month wasn't like the healthiest transition. I don't think it was just more so like, getting off of the other stuff, you know, uh like a lot of faux meats and things like that, which is okay. That's you've got to train your palate to the new stuff, you know, and get off of the other. So I eventually got into fitness, I would say like back into fitness about 3 months into my vegan journey. Um and that's when things really started to take off for me. I really just realized like that the vegan diet was made for athletes like if you want to be into fitness like there's no better diet to be on you can be lean you can eat as much as you want you feel really good and energetic all the time as long as you're keeping it clean Uh, so that's where it kind of came from me and I just want to share that with everybody now what I've learned as far as nutrition I mean I am a nurse so I have some nutritional education but I've learned so much in a year of being vegan like loads more than my education in nursing school taught me as far as nutrition is concerned
2: now you said keeping it clean can you elaborate
1: yeah i mean i'm not a hundred a hundred percent um like whole foods i don't i don't not eat any of the processed like faux meats or anything like that but i would say like 90 percent to 95 percent of the time I avoid, like, the veggie burgers and the, like, go, as far as, like, at restaurants and things like that. Now, maybe at home having Boca burgers and things like that is okay. But typically, like, my protein sources would come from more whole foods like beans and, like, tofu and seitan and uh, tempeh. And just a lot of veggies, green smoothies. Um, Try and keep it closer to raw during the day, like maybe a raw before four kind of diet, where you just have nothing cooked meals until like the end of the day, which is really what works for me best, I feel like.
2: And what sort of exercises do you do in conjunction with your diet?
1: Oh, I live in the gym. Um, No matter where I go, no matter what's going on, I make sure that I have access to the gym. I like to lift a lot of weights. Um, I do like a split workout where I do some upper one, you know, upper lower splits, do upper one day chest and then lower legs and calves and things like that. Um, And just kind of do a big split for a bodybuilding split like most guys are doing these days.
2: What is a, what is a bodybuilding
1: split? Uh Um, Well, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I think more guys are are moving to, like I said, like uh, a push pull legs type of scenario where you're doing chest and shoulders one day and then like your back the next day and then your legs the third day and just do that in in rotation for two or three cycles and then take a couple of days off. Um, that really gives you the best amount of volume possible uh, for for muscle growth, which is what you're looking for. As far as when you're talking about bodybuilding, um, you're looking for a lot of a lot of volume weight-wise that you're moving in the gym to get those muscles really big. You're not looking to push like a lot of heavy weights. You're looking to push a lot of medium weight a lot of times. So that's more of what a bodybuilding routine looks like.
2: Okay. And another term that I keep hearing, um, macro, what, what, are, what, can you explain what that is?
1: Yeah. I mean, macros are, I think, losing their importance. I think it's a hot, like a buzzword right now because people are always concerned about like their protein and their carb intakes. Um, particularly, am I getting enough protein and am I eating too much carbs? That's what I hear a lot. So like, uh, there's just a lot of debate as far as like, what's the best macro ratio, um, meaning how much protein, how much fat and how much carbs you're getting. Um, I personally consume, I would say like, I don't know, 75% carbs and 15% Yeah, 15% protein and 10% fat. That's where I usually go. Um, But they recommend as far as like health for the average individual be like 80-10-10, which is just 80% carbs, 10% protein, 10% fat, which is much, much, much lower than almost anybody is consuming. Like even your average Joe that just starts, decides to go vegan, is going to be able to get 10% protein in a day. So it's just not that
2: important as long as you're eating enough calories. And we're going to come back to, to fitness and different nutrition tips. I want to go into why you became vegan. What was the reason over a year ago that you decided to make this lifestyle change?
1: There are like two major influencing factors For me, I was becoming, um, or I had just become a new father. My son was about a was a little less than a year old at the time, and it was getting close time to start weaning him off of breast milk and onto foods. And so we were deciding what to introduce to him, and I started researching a lot about diet and what would be healthiest for him. And just kind of that opened up like a whole can of worms for me. Like I just started doing a lot of reading about things like that. And so I stumbled across a book called eating animals. Um, and it was about a father who was basically in a similar journey as me where he was just trying to figure out what was the best for him and for his son. And, um, he came to the conclusion that a plant-based diet was the best. And so that kind of pushed me to continue looking in that direction. Um, and just through the research that was like, that was it, you know, it just, it just made so much sense. And I was, as a nurse, I saw so much of what all of it talked about, like, as far as like the vegan information would say, like all these debilitating, you know, diseases that we deal with as a society are mostly caused from animal products. And then I would go out on a daily basis and take care of these patients that had all of these things. So it was just like, it was almost like a no brainer. Like how could you, I was just going out and looking forward to what I had to, what I was going to have to deal with eventually myself, if I continued down the path that I was on eating the stuff that I was eating. So um, that was, that was a big motivator for me. And I also had a lot of problems with anxiety and um, stomach issues prior to going vegan. And so I was looking for a solution to that and it had Gotten to the point where I was going to the doctor, um, and they were recommending medication uh, for the anxiety, like an anti-anxiety medication, and like something for my stomach pain, because I was waking up every single morning with stomach problems. So I had also, through my research of looking for my son, I had read a lot about you know anxiety issues and stuff kind of going away, and definitely stomach problems going away after going vegan, and so. Um within like a month or a couple of weeks within me going vegetarian, I had noticed that my stomach issues kinda of eased up. But once I completely cut out the the cheese and the dairy, it was really just cheese. I had let like go of eggs at that point and everything. It was just cheese. That was a big issue. Once I let go of the cheese, no more stomach issues, no more anxiety issues, no more anything. And I never had another anxiety attack since going full vegan. I've never had another anxiety attack, and I used to have them like every single day. So, it for me, my life just it worked really well for me. So it's like there's no way I could ever go back to how it was before,
2: you know. And going back to your initial, your first um, reason for going vegan, your son. What are some of the? What is your experience like uh, raising? A son that you know living a vegan lifestyle like can you explain to us what that looks like what that's like for you
1: yeah um as far as food is concerned for him I feel like it's really easy I mean we have we have a ton of options I mean I think sometimes people feel like vegans are limited but you really are only cutting out like six or I don't know like six ten things you know, that people consume on a daily basis that like you don't make your meals around. So he feeding him is really easy and he's not picky. It's just really what's more interesting is other people's reactions to the fact that he's vegan. I mean, he's super, super healthy, energetic baby. Um, And he's pretty, pretty big and healthy sized for his age. So people's, you know, first reaction is oh yeah, you're vegan, but I bet you're not raising your son vegan. And I'm like, oh no, absolutely. I'm raising him. And they're like, wow, you know, he looks so healthy. And I'm like, well, what else did you expect? You know, like (laughs) you expected like this malnourished, I guess they're just expecting like some malnourished little like, you know, vitamin deficient, protein deficient baby. And it's like, no, like you can thrive on this. It's Not only can you thrive on this, you will thrive on this, and it's so much better for you this way. So my experience as a vegan father, like, it's really, I feel like it's a lot of fun. And I I, I just do it because I really want to instill in my son, like, that this is such an awesome way to live. And it's the right way to live for so many different reasons, ethical, health you know, you name it, environment, like to secure his future, you know, so that he has a place to live. There's just so many good reasons for, to bring him up this way so that way he just knows this is it.
2: And is there, are there any, is there any advice that you give to any expecting parents, any, any of our members of our vegan community that might be expecting, um, things that supported you that maybe you didn't know right away that maybe somebody else told you or that you read any advice that you can um, leave with our audience?
1: Well, as far as, you know, foods are concerned, I mean, any new parent, I can say this, as far as advice is concerned, everyone's going to have advice for you as a new parent, especially about diet, especially if you decide to raise your child as a vegan you're going to hear you get a lot of criticism and a lot of like, you know, armchair advice as far as, oh, this is, you know, the best. And I heard that this is really bad and blah, 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 blah. So my advice is just to ignore, you know, everybody's advice and do your research um, and really figure out what's the best thing. The kids will eat what you put in front of them Uh, and that's a fortunate and unfortunate thing because that's why you see so many sick kids these days because that's what their parent you look at what their parents feed them and then that's how they end up that way so that part won't be difficult as long as you just present them with healthy foods like avocados and apples and bananas and you know for the beginning stages they'll be happy with that it's just ignoring other people's perceptions of what you decide to feed your child and then also i mean there are things that you have to make sure to include like healthy fats like uh, chia seeds flax seeds pumpkin seeds things like that that you can incorporate into like oatmeals or into they already come packaged into a lot of the the organic foods that you give that they're made for babies at the grocery store so I mean it's the the food part like i said is not hard it's just dealing with people's criticisms
2: and in terms of where you're located so you're between sacramento and louisiana correct yeah, yeah. so what are, how would you describe the the vegan communities out there um like what is your how how are they out there
1: well, the difference between California and Louisiana is just phenomenally different. Um, it's like being in vegan land in California and then going to like the middle of nowhere, basically, when you're in Louisiana. Um, California is like the gold mine. I mean, I've got groceries. Every grocery store has several vegan foods, um, maybe not like vegan cheese and all that kind of stuff, but they've definitely got like the basics, like some tofu and maybe some tempeh and they've got a couple of uh you know they've obviously got good produce and all that good stuff. Um and then a little bit in the frozen section, like my little guy likes some of the processed like chicken nuggets and like the fake chicken nuggets of course. I like boca. Um or maybe some of the fish stuff. But then you go to Louisiana and like I was just down in I don't know, maybe Three weeks ago, I was over in Louisiana and I had to go to four different grocery stores just to find a block of tempeh. And that's the only type of vegan protein source that I could get there. Certainly not any like edamame pasta or anything like that. So um, they've got a lot of, well, I don't say they've got a lot of work to do. They've just got a lot of catching up to do. Maybe there's just not a huge market for it. So there just needs more education in Louisiana area for people to want to go vegan um and so that way the grocery stores would have more stuff um there's definitely like there's a few restaurants maybe if you go to new orleans there's a couple of places to go eat like but most of them are vegan option places um california again i have like three or four places within within driving distance that are vegan all vegan restaurants, and then if you go down I live right outside of Sacramento, but if you go into Sacramento, there's like at least fifteen different restaurants that are all vegan, and then everyone's got at least one vegan option, so it's like you could never be on the outs in the social situation, so I don't know how how is it and I know in South Florida there's a there's a handful of places, but is it is it like a good bit
2: of spots down there for vegan options? Oh, South Florida is booming right now. Um I, since we've since I've since we launched Soulful Vegans back in 2017, we must have had well over 15 new restaurants open.
1: That's so awesome.
2: Vegan restaurants open, the community's bustling. We have Vegan Fine Foods, which is an all vegan supermarket, um all vegan market that's located in um, downtown Fort Lauderdale. It's like a watering hole for a lot of members of our vegan community. So it's, I just love what's happening down here. So it's always interesting for me to hear how other areas, you know, how look in terms of the growth yeah. and how the community's coming Absolutely. together. Yeah, I mean,
1: I was really pleasantly surprised, especially cause I, I haven't, um, you know, seen a lot in like the Louisiana area, but I was in Pensacola and around the same time and there was several vegan places there i mean there's even a vegan bakery so florida's definitely got you know got it right and they're headed in the right direction and i'm happy to hear that um and and of course you you all have some really big names in the south florida area like tory washington and uh like badass being and they all live down there too right? yeah yeah so i mean you've got you've got all kind of people that are, it's a really big hot spot for veganism i feel like and and' I'm, and i and I like that um,
2: it's a good place for it it's got a lot of good energy out there well i'm I'm pleased to hear that because you practically just said our mission statement of making helping make South Florida a global hot spot for veganism, so we are definitely um on the right track a lot of work to do and you know create this two percent for the whole entire planet yeah we can create that tipping point where eventually everyone is living a plant-based lifestyle and we are on the mend of making sure we have a planet to live on as well that's yeah (laughs) well i can
1: say that like south florida is top on my list like i'm i i know before the end of the summer i'm trying to go to like miami fort lauderdale like if i if I fly down there, I'm not just going to go to one, one spot. I'm going to drive around and hit up a couple of different places. Um, But like stay for a couple of weeks and like, I'm really trying to make it happen before the end of the summer end of maybe into the fall a little bit, but so I'm coming. Y'all have so much down there. It's hard to not want to be there. And I know y'all, y'all have any, y'all got to have some festivals coming up soon, right?
2: I would highly recommend for you, if you're going to come down to South Florida, and this is for anyone that's listening to this that does not live in the South Florida area, come in November. Come, okay. come around the second week of November, and you can look it up. We have a couple of festivals happening around that time. We have the Seed Festival, so that's S-E-E-D. Oh, yeah. S-E-E-D. It's a week-long festival. The Burger Battle alone is worth the trip. And then the day also along that weekend, we have the Palm Beach Veg Festival if you're out in the West Palm area that you can check that out. So that's a good week to come down to get a taste of what South Florida Vegan scene is. And then um, also just all the restaurants and and stores and places that we have between Miami-Dade, Broward and Palm Beach, you can make a, a good two week run and still have things to come back and see. Well, I'll definitely
1: have to keep that in mind. Then no, the second week in November, I'm familiar with the Seed Fest. I actually um, was in LA for the Seed. They do the the same people put on the festival in LA as well. Correct, um, it's the same team. They, yeah, so I was there this year and uh, met with all of them. It was I had the pleasure of meeting. Um, a lot of the the people on the team on the backside putting everything together just by chance um, and just really appreciate everything that they're doing. It's such a cool, like the festival scene is so cool. I was just talking with somebody about this yesterday, but like I appreciate the festival so much more for other people than myself because like bring a non-vegan to a vegan festival and blow their mind you know, like, what better way to introduce people to veganism than, like, look at how many options vegans really have, because you're never going to have it, and, like, and and so I don't know how, I know the Seed Fest is big down there for sure, Um, and I, I haven't had the, I haven't made it to a festival in the South yet, but the one that they put on here was just so incredibly massive that there's no way someone could leave that festival and say, like, "Oh, but you can't have this you know what I mean like you're not missing out on anything
2: as a vegan
1: I mean you shouldn't feel that way anyways, but look around there and you know
2: for sure no, definitely, and um, I wanna before we close off this conversation, I wanna um open up the the floor for anything that we might not have covered that you you want to share with our audience in terms of um, yourself um, eating healthy um, anything that um we you would be interested in sharing with our audience um I mean nothing in
1: particular I just say that I really am passionate about the whole I mean as the community as a whole so I I really love for anybody that has any questions or anything that they just want to throw at me to reach out to me and, and, and let me know. I mean, anyone that's thinking about going vegan, I'd love to help anybody that wants to get in shape or whatever is trying to make that transition. I'd love to help. Or if you just have questions in general about being a dad, a vegan dad, you know, I just really like to to help people. That's really like where, I, where all of this comes from. It's just really wanting to help people out. So I, I wanna connect with whomever wants to connect with me. Uh, so that's really my thing. Reach
2: out to me and let me know what you got going on. If they wanna reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Um my my main thing right now is Instagram. So my page is more underscore underscore chris and that's more with two os. Um and a YouTube channel is coming really soon. So catch me on my Instagram, shoot me a message there and then keep an eye out
2: for the YouTube release really soon. And what what can they expect to see on the YouTube? Hmm, YouTube ch-
1: Channel is going to be full of a lot of what I eat in a day and, and maybe s- scattered workout videos, but a lot of like what I eat in a day vlogging type stuff. Cause that's what I get the majority of the questions about. Um, I do a lot of like traveling around um, like I'm in Tulum, Mexico for two weeks right now. Um, and then, like I said before I was down in Louisiana for several weeks, like almost three or four weeks and like just, teaching people how to travel and then still maintain your diet um, and eating well and, and just how to do it. Like some people just really don't know how to travel and, and not eat out the whole time or even just live at home and not eat out all the time. So that's going to be the majority of it is cooking videos, a lot of cook videos.
2: All right. Well, I want to thank you again for being a guest on our podcast and I look forward to when you do come down to South Florida. We'll we'll give you the red right carpet treatment and make sure you 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 get to those spots that, um, that are gonna make you want to eventually move down here. Absolutely. Thank you
1: again for having me. Like really, really appreciate you put me on. It's everybody in the community support that has pushed me to continue doing what I do. I'm uh, you know just stopping working as a nurse full time. And the only reason that I'm able to or even, like, consider it an option is because of, like, people like you that are cool and have me on their shows and things like that to talk about what we have going on in our, in our lives and, and able to share it. So, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you and everybody
0: else. All right. It's time for news. Yes. Headlines from across the globe. This is one of my favorite parts. You get to see all the progression that's happening with the vegan movement. And this news comes courtesy of Veg News. So make sure you go ahead and check them out. And you can go to VegNews.com for that. And we'll also have them directly linked in our show notes as well. So the first news item, Follow Your Heart debuts its first vegan yogurt. And the first flavor that they have out is cherry flavor. And it'll be coming in uh, 11 different varieties. And that will, some of them will include plain, raspberry, strawberry, strawberry rhubarb, blueberry, cherry, peach, pina colada, key lime, and vanilla bean. Now, it's anticipated to be available nationwide this fall. And just to give you an idea of how vegan yogurt is growing in the as a market it's predicted to be worth 7.4 billion dollars by 2027 and speaking of things that are growing <laughs> impossible foods asserts its mission to replace food animals by 2035. Now the company launched a 90-second video ad that features an astronaut who returns to an earth that has been restored to what he calls paradise. And this looks like animal agriculture disappearing from the food industry. So since launching in 2016, Impossible Burgers have expanded nearly to nearly 3,000 points of distribution. And this includes major fast food chains like White Castle. So you can grab a little White Castle burger with Impossible meat in there. Ce- CEO Patrick O'Brown stressed that Impossible Foods is not merely a burger company. They are working on producing all foods that we get from animals. And speaking from speaking about replacing animals uh, (laughs) that was not a really good transition, but anyways, it happened, DJ Khaled shouts out veganism during a Beyonce and Jay-Z concert, why this is important, they have a lot of fans, and so does DJ Khaled, so anytime we can get awareness out about veganism, it's fantastic, whether you like or don't like their music, which, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of people who don't like either Jay-Z, Beyonce, or DJ Khaled. So if you're one of those people, let me know so I can shun you. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Um, so he asked more than 40,000 people in the audience if there were any vegans in the house. I can imagine it went something like this. This is DJ Khaled. Are there any vegans in the house? Major key. No. That was, that was bad. That was really bad. (laughs) Um, DJ Khaled has been following a vegan diet after being inspired by Beyonce and Jay-Z, who in March um, went on a vegan plant-based diet with the help of 22 Days Nutrition, which is actually a company founded by Beyonce and vegan entrepreneur Marcos Borges. So um, yeah, and on in March she urged her 112 million social media fans to join her on her plant-based journey, and um, this is only a sign of things to come. We're at the early stages of an awakening, and um, I'm glad that you're able to join us on this journey. And you're listening to this. You're awesome. You're awesome. All right, now it's time for some local news. We have two big events that are coming up. The first is our SoFlo Vegans Unite event. This is a monthly speaker series where we invite different um, personalities within our community to come out and talk about various subject matters. So this theme for our event in August is going to be health and vitality. So our speakers will include Tori Washington, who is a vegan bodybuilder, he does a lot for our community he will be speaking on how to build muscle as a vegan we have Amelia Lewan who runs my vegan daily as well as um, is uh, does a lot of work for soflow vegans behind the scenes she's going to be talking about the secret recipe to health and wellness and longevity and then we uh, also have Todd Butram who will share, how he survived stage four cancer by switching to a plant-based diet. Now, if you've been to one of our events, Unite events in the past, you, you will know that we previously hosted at ArtServe. Starting in August, we'll start hosting at Vegan Fine Foods. So if you've never been to Vegan Fine Foods. This is a great opportunity for you to come out, check it out, and also learn a lot of valuable information this will be taking place tuesday august 21st from 6 30 to 9 and we look forward to seeing you also this is a free event so um the other event that we have coming up which will be a week later on august 28th from 6 30 to 8 30 will be SoFlo vegan speak now we did our first event uh, i want to say in june We did our first event in June, so this will be the second one that we're hosting at Nutrition Smart in Pembroke Pines. And our speakers will be Barcom Herman, Barcom Herman, who will be discussing exploring the world of spices and how to use them in different recipes. And we'll also have Thermomix, who will be doing a cooking demonstration, showing off how to create amazing vegan. Dishes using the thermal mi- thermal mix. So this will be taking place once again at Nutrition Smart in Pembroke Pines on Tuesday, August twenty eighth, from six thirty to eight thirty. And if you want to go check it out, how to get learn more information about the speakers, you can go to each of the official websites. So for Unite, it will be SoFlowVegans slash Unite, and for Speak, it will be SoFlowVegans slash Speak. And then the last thing I want to talk about is our discount card program. So if you do not already have your discount card program, you are missing out on some amazing savings. We've been able to um, get a few business partners on board that are offering amazing discounts if you have the card. But the important thing is you get to have the card. So just to go over some of our partners, we have Full Bloom, um Vegan cafe, the uh, both locations actually in Miami Beach and Boca Green Barn Kitchen, the Indian Harbor, the New Vegan, Screaming Carrots, Vegan Fine Foods, Holy Vegan Kitchen, Manalife Foods, Vinos, Riverside Market, that vegan food truck, Anatori Yoga Studio, um, you know, and there's there's even more, uh, Clean Machine, Fit and Fresh Concessions, Gemma's Goodies. Be Culture Tempe. These are just some of the places that you can receive discounts, and all you have to do is have the card. So the next question is, okay, how do I get the card? Well, you can get the card online at slash card We're selling our 2018 and our 2019 cards. Uh, 2018 cards are ten dollars, and it's last until the end of this year, December 31st. And then if you want to get the 2019 card, we have an amazing pre-order special you will be able to order the card before it's available and you will also get the 2018 card and we're selling that for 30 bucks so the original price for the card for the 2019 card once it is released will be 25 so you're essentially getting 50% off the 2018 card by pre-ordering so go online you know order your card uh, come to one of our events purchase the card there and start saving, and if you do have a card, we do ask that you, um, when you do go to a vegan restaurant, and you're not sure if they carry it, or have a promotion, ask them, you know, let them know about the card, the more people know about what we're doing, and spreading the word is, it's easier, easier for us to grow as a community, and achieve our, our mission of helping make South Florida a global hot spot for veganism, so with that being said, that brings us to the end of the show. And now the time. I don't know. This, I don't know the words. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot of great things coming up in future episodes. We're, we're doing this weekly. We have some amazing podcast podcast. You heard me. I said podcast, podcast guests lined up. So continue to check us out, spread the word, leave a review. Um, you know when this when these episodes are released share spread the word we appreciate your support and we will see you next episode